how do some people manage to not get bothered by things? So this might seem like a really good goal, not to be bothered by things, but I think a little word of warning with this one is it depends on why you're not bothered by things. There are, let's say, two main ways, uh, two main paths as to how you reach that point of not being so bothered, and one maybe isn't so ideal, and the other one uh, is uh, to be aimed for where possible. So the first point I think here is suppression or repression of feelings or facts. Sometimes that's how we reach the point of not being so bothered. Suppression is where you are aware of a feeling or a thought and you just push it down and you go, no, 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 I'm not going there. <laughs> but the problem is, where is that gone? It still may be in there in your system, like steam not being released from the steam engine. So that's not so ideal. Repression is a variation of suppression. That's where it just unconsciously gets pushed down. So it's not that you even wrestle with the thought and put it in its box, but you just get used to keeping it down so that you don't even give it too much conscious attention to, to begin with anyway. So um, there are times when you're going to want to push something out of the way, don't get me wrong. Sometimes just the moment you're in isn't the right time to engage with a particular thought or a particular feeling. But really what we want to do there is postpone it and then connect with it at an appropriate moment rather than just to push it down because then, again, where is it going? You know, it's been accumulated maybe in the background. And uh, it's it's rather like a kind of a software example. If you're using a computer and if you aren't closing out of programs or apps, instead you're just minimizing them. They're still running in the background. So they're using bandwidth, CPU, RAM, etc. Or if there's downloads going on, there's videos playing in the background or something. They're using resources and bandwidth which is taking away from your capacity. Now, if all of those are minimized, so you've just got your desktop in front of you, it might look at first glance that everything's okay, but it ain't okay. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on in the background. And I suppose the consequence then of repression or suppression is that at a certain point then, there can be one of those straws that breaks the camel's back. Uh, so you go to open a program or load an app on your computer, something fairly minimal. But it's that and everything else that's running and then it kind of grinds to a halt in that moment. And we have that sometimes. That's why we get these strong emotional responses that come up. It's because this accumulation of stuff that's essentially been going on over time. So that's the word of warning, I suppose. So not being bothered because we kind of are bothered, but we're just not facing it. Not so ideal. Not so ideal. Now, that's not to be confused with looking for problems. Obviously, if there's problems you can avoid in your life, by all means, step away from them. But that's not running a program and then hiding it. That's just not running a program. You know, that's completely okay if you can avoid unnecessary hassle in your life. Definitely, that's, uh, that's well worth doing. But it is true another route than suppression or repression, possible to be not so bothered. And that really is what we might call a detached perspective where you're giving yourself that bit more breathing room. Now, it's tempting, I think, always when we talk about detachment and space to immediately interpret it in a somewhat negative way, because again, in the English language, being detached kind of sounds like a bit of a negative thing in some ways. What, don't you care? You're detached, you're cold, you're aloof. 
But the funny thing is, it's usually exactly the opposite. It, it's people who are good at what they do and care the most are the people who cultivate detachment, usually in the most effective forms. So one of my favorite go-to examples is the example of a good firefighter. You know, so a good firefighter is detached because they know that if they get too bothered by the fact there's a fire, kind of ironically, they can't really think clearly and put out the fire. So they do need to be a little bit desensitized to the experience so they can feel a little bit removed from it so they can actually see it. Because sometimes when you're right up too close to something, you can't actually see the thing. You're too close to it. It's only when you step back, then you go, oh, now I can actually see the bigger picture of what's happening. I can see the fire equipment I have. I can see the team I have. I can see where the fire actually is and where it isn't rather than making any assumptions. So being able to give yourself that kind of space uh, is really, really valuable. And it's something you can practice. It's something you can practice just stepping back from moments that you find yourself in. And particularly when you are getting bothered by something, just, just to interrupt that moment and go, hold on a moment. Can I bring in that space? I don't need to suppress it, as we talked about. That wouldn't be helpful. But nor do I need to just be transfixed by this and defined by this so that I am getting lost in the situation. You, your conscious awareness, the freedom you have to be able to shift your attention in different ways. It'd be a shame for that to get lost. And it really is only one of two scenarios in that moment. Either what you were bothered by is actually uh, something that is concerning, in which case you're going to need that space to be able to see the wood for the trees and to do something about it and to address it positively. So that's going to be important. Or it might be the case that it's not actually that important. It's not worth being bothered by. It was just pure momentum that led us to being bothered. You know, we just were in kind of a chain of reactions and we got caught up in something. So then, of course, it's definitely a good idea to give yourself a bit of that space and that breathing room and to be able to see things from a slightly more detached perspective. Now, like your firefighter, firefighter doesn't just go straight into that. They build up that skill over time, just as you build up muscle tone over time through using it. But if you think about how firefighters are trained, it's not by just being in beautiful, peaceful environments where they're not bothered. They hopefully can do some of that too. However, it's by practicing being in challenging situations. They'll have simulators, they'll light real fires in controlled training environments, and they'll get used to being in that environment, but used to not just being in it, but acclimatizing it enough to be able to see it more clearly and to be able to bring in that room to be able to look at their options and practice those different options. So th there's a really good clue in that. You know, if that's how firefighters do it, we can all do it when it comes to being bothered in day-to-day -day life. So you can actually practice this a little bit. Try and find mildly bothering things. <laughs> Just maybe an annoying opinion in the media that you disagree with, something like that. And rather than going down the rabbit hole and getting caught up in it, or rather than just internalizing the emotion and feeling bad for the day and taking it out later on someone else. What's it like to just maybe be aware of that opinion that you don't like or that thing in front of you that's mildly uncomfortable? It's not actually threatening. It's not dangerous, but it's just, uh, And to kind of go, all right, bit of space here. Maybe this person does need to be corrected. Maybe it's wrong. 
Fires are definitely something that needs to be corrected. They're definitely something that we don't want to just leave burn. But that doesn't mean there can't be that bit of space and room where you bring back that control and that composure, where you're still well within yourself. And so you can either not respond at all if you don't need to, or you can respond at a later point in a more effective way. Or if you're responding, you can respond from that place of being the change that you want to see. So bringing in a bit of calmness to the situation. You know, they say don't fight fire with fire. Yeah, but sometimes there's a fire and you do need to fight it. But fight it with water rather than fire. So that's the question. What's the emotional ingredient that you want to bring into the moment which actually progresses the thing? It's not just an endless circular battle in that moment, albeit in our own imagination sometimes. So you can practice. There's probably plenty of opportunities to be bothered in day-to-day life. Use them as playful opportunities to build up some of that muscle tone and to get even better at it. If you found this valuable, do like, subscribe and share. And what's your experience? Do you have any questions or topic suggestions? You can contribute in the comments, on social media using hashtag BodyMindSelf or on JFL.com.